all of you beautiful people watching another episode of One Minds on Inspirational Conversations. Today I will have a cozy chat with Isabel Quadra. Uh, she is not only my friend, but she is also a therapist of biological new Germanic medicine, neurological programmation, and hypnosis. We are going to speak about many aspects of these therapies, as well as we will dig deeper into understanding what is actually health, what is habits, emotions, thoughts, beliefs, and many other things. So please make a cup of tea and enjoy our chat with Isabel. Hello, Isabel. It is lovely to see you here this beautiful and sunny morning. Hello, good morning, Yoga. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me to this uh, nice podcast. And it's a pleasure to share with you this morning. <laughs> I'm really happy to finally that we managed to have this recording and this conversation because the three times that we had to cancel <laughs> was, a bit, <laughs> was a bit crazy. And actually now I think we are the living proof that the universe actually wanted to have us to have this chat. <laughs> And so no matter, of course, how difficult it made to us, um, while preparing for this episode, I was trying to remember when exactly did we meet? And, and I thought that was probably around, I don't know, maybe nine years ago or so yes. through, through, through our common friend and through your sister. And this probably was I try to rem remember, was it in Leipzig, in Wimkotik Trepanen, or was that in, in Barcelona when I was coming to visit many times? But the only thing that I can always remember is like beautiful memories, always every time we went, beautiful conversations. I always remember your smile in the face. And I'm really happy to have you here now, really. And the time, the time that when we met, uh, you were a jewelry designer. And I remember you were always inspired by nature. So now you are a Germanic new medicine therapist and practitioner. So we'd like to hear a little more about how about your life and how did you get interested in Germanic new medicine and as well explain to us on what concepts and teachings are based this therapy. Okay, so well I was interested in new Germanic medicine since I was a little girl. I was not really conscious uh, about this discipline really. I, I was worried about my health because I had many problems as uh, as a child, like asthma, bronchitis. And as I grew older, I could understand that uh, what was happening to me was uh, uh, some kind of thing that was psychosomatic. So mm -hmm. I started uh, reading all kinds of literature and the origin of diseases or dictionary of illnesses. And as I grew older, I became aware of the emotional origin of all these causes that made me get ill. But I didn't really get better. So it was like frustrating. And I spent many years going around doctors and trying to solve all my problems in an allopathic way, in an allopathic medicine way. But this didn't work really. So I, it made me feel worse because I, had, uh, I was taking lots of uh, medications such as cortisone, 
corticosteroids and antibiotics. And this caused more inflammation and uh, lots of side effects. So later on, my life changed uh, in a worse way because I, I um, lived that traumatic event that I felt very down and very badly energetically. Mm -hmm. So I searched uh, for ways to feel better and to understand uh, what had happened to me and to find solutions. So I started studying neuro-linguistic programmation that helped me very much. And after that, I felt stronger to introduce myself in new Germanic medicine, which started to change my beliefs uh, about illness, about virus, about bacteria. And once you get to know new Germanic medicine, there is no return point. So it's a new paradigm of health and care. And about the question you asked me, what is new Germanic medicine? Uh, it is based on the studies of uh, Dr. Rick Hammer, which was a genius. He was a theologian. Uh, he was an internist doctor of uh, Munich Uni uh, University. And he was also an inventor of medical equipment and well, lots of uh, equipment. So his life changed, changed uh, dramatically when his son Dick, Dirk Hammer uh, was shot with a gun. And wow. yeah, it was a really dramatic event. And he spent three months uh, in the hospital. And well, after that, he died. So this was very hard for Dr. Hammer. And after this happened, some months later, Dr. Hammer and his wife were diagnosed, both of them, uh, uh, from cancer of gonads. So he thought, wow, this is a big coincidence. So he started to study in the hospital, all his patients and his customers. And he started to ask about the emotional uh, origin that uh, they were living. No? So what happened to you? What were you, were you living uh, about? And, and he started to write and investigate about this. So he discovered a direct relation between symptoms and biological conflicts. So these uh, studies are based on the scientific criteria. It's a, his work is called the five biological laws and uh, they are applicable to practically all diseases uh, known in medicine, verifiable uh, in each patient's case. So this, since 1981, lots of uh, the community of medicine uh, has tested this many, many times. Uh, and well, many associations also are supported and signed documents that have proved this reality. So to resume a bit, uh, biological decoding explains that emotional and biological origin of the symptoms. So when you have a symptom, it is a biological program uh, to adapt to that conflict that you are living to which no solution has been provided uh, or has been found. So the unconscious provides a biological solution, which we call symptom. Mm. And there is no external solution when the body seeks it. And there, then the unconscious makes like the changes, the phys physiological changes to make, to give a solution and to salute this discomfort that, discomfort that you are living. So, Deciphering the secret code of the symptom makes us understand and to heal the unresolved uh, emotional conflicts that you have lived. So in other words, my job is to decode the emotional origin of the symptom. Uh, some symptoms have to do with a transgenerational, that it is an unconscious information that we have inherited from our ancestors. 
like beliefs, fears uh, that prevent us from living the way we want. So such as also uterine memories uh, or parents' projects that are conditioning uh, factors that block the way we want to live. So that makes us uh, aware and it's half the way of my work to make, to be conscious about this. I don't know if I have been clear about my, my well, new Germanic we will, we will We will dig <clears throat> deeper to make it even more clear everything. Uh, but then I'm curious, how do the scientific and the medical communities view Germanic new medicine? Yes, well, first of all, I want to say that new Germanic medicine is not a substitute for any medical treatment. So mm -hmm. it is totally complementary and uh, absolutely uh, a friendship. No, mm -hmm. we can build a friendship with that. Uh, conventional and allopathic medicine absolutely denies the evidence of the system proposed by Dr. Hammer. So, uh, because he reveals that the symptom appears to give a solution yeah. that, so, and it's, uh, from my point of view, allopathic medicine proposes to attack the symptom, to cover it up. Exactly. To deepen it. Exactly. And above all, to not to feel the pain. So this is not a biological thing, no? The pain that discomfort, the symptom comes to give us a message. Exactly. It is a very valuable information that we cannot ignore or silence. So pills, drugs are quick methods that help us to avoid uh, the suffer peaks of intense pain. But it has come uh, a normalized uh, issue, no? And uh, we every day take like, uh, pills to stop feeling the pain, no? mm. and it, it becomes very normal in everyday's life, no? in our everyday's life. Exactly. So this disconnects us absolutely and makes us late to drugs, and because we don't want to go through the invitation of life to let ourselves go through the pain and mm. becoming aware of what is behind it, and the message that is so valuable behind it. So well. And also from my point of view, uh, chronic diseases, it's not the same as having a, an accident or a quick in, imminent uh, need of a treatment. Like if you break uh, your, your leg or, or your hand, no? Mm. Chronic autoimmune diseases do not have a quick fix as they've been built up for over time. Yeah. So the person who makes real changes in their way of, way of life, their habits, their nutrition, uh, their thoughts and their beliefs manages to make a transformation mm. uh, that in many cases that disease no longer has a place. Mm. So moreover, I firmly believe that medicine has a very important role to play in our society. And we should encourage uh, research and development as we have done so far. But from my point of view, we should integrate natural medicines with allopathic medicine to create a unity to illness and to heal people from the inner and the outer side. Yeah, this is also, I've been speaking with the different guests before about similar topic about the, uh, the doctors and the pharmaceutical companies is actually more interested in the person being sick all the time and just being wanting to, to fix in a short way, just as you say, to give, to prescribe the pill to, to kill the pill, to prescribe the pill, to, I don't know, to get rid of the symptoms of depression, the stuff, but the root of the cause is still there. 
in no exactly. way. I mean, it's not their, in their interest that the person would dig deeper. So it's not uh, uh, no wonder that they actually, in many cases, they don't even want to accept this type of the therapies. Exactly. The origin is inside and mm. in, in lots of beliefs and lots of uh, trauma that is from childhood. Okay. So really, we have to be conscious of that. So you can take a pill if the pain mm -hmm. is really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But uh, you have to be conscious that that has an origin. So just uh, it, it's that's why I say I, we have to work uh, together and you can go to medicine to allopathic medicine and that is great. So you have a, a correct treatment, but also just go to a therapist, some help. There are many ways to go to mm. therapy. I mean, mm. but uh, it's very important to take care of that. The origin of the symptom, no? Do you believe that we will indeed have a new medicine that will be approved by, by this like traditional communities of the doctors at some point in the future? Well, I really hope so. And this information is getting more and more known and defunded. So I hope that yes, but uh, for now on, uh, that is not a reality. But well, I hope in the future will be more and more known. Uh, when, when you explained about the, in the beginning about the whole concept of the Germanic new medicine, uh, you also man, uh, mentioned the neurological programming. Explain to everyone more deeper uh, what neurological programming is and what are the benefit, benefits of it. Well, uh, neurological programming uh, uses behavioral and communication techniques. Uh, there are strategies to enable people to change their thoughts and actions mm -hmm. in, in favor to lead them to get better results and success. Uh, it is a technique that helps us to reprogram our brain and to overcome uh, our blockages, anxieties, uh, through new patterns of behavior and communication, and both internally or externally, so with oneself, and towards others too. Mm. And so, because I try to imagine how does it work in a session, in a therapy session with a person? How specifically does this reprogramming work? Yes, I use some techniques such as uh, calibration, or I don't know if this is a correct word in English, but it's called calibrate, that I, I calibrate and uh, accurately observe the status of the client mm -hmm. uh, by attending, for example, the body language. So this mm -hmm. is a very important point of neuroprogramming, neuroprogrammation. Uh, also, I use the rapport and the syntony that is a relation that we create uh, it's uh, like a relationship of mutual trust and understanding, and it allows the responses to become and to uh, generate, to be, to get generated, no? Others, other things that I use is uh, predicates, that it's the VAC system, that it's like sensory-based words that take us to the, to the consciousness of the representative system used as visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. So um, the person can be transported to all this uh, and, and incorporate and make it like uh, 
flesh and bones, no? Also, and my very favorite uh, technique is the anchoring. That is a process with, uh, which is uh, stimulus and representation, uh, made, for example, made by symbols that are connected to triggers. And then it's like um, visual, also auditory and kinesthetic anchors that can make us change to positive uh, reactions and can be, uh, for example, spontaneous or deliberate. Uh, placed by the desired response. So if, if I want to be uh, calm or in peace or secure, I can anchor that in my subconscious in a way that can make me feel like secure, comfort, peace, calm. So for example, I will tell you maybe an example because maybe it's not so clear. Uh, once once um, anchorings that I do with myself is when I create a symbol that makes me feel secure, for example, in moments that I feel bad. So for example, one symbol I made was a, a circle, a blue circle and with one word in, inside. Mm -hmm. So I put this circle in my house and every time I go to the toilet or I looked in the mirror or I cook, I can, I can know that that symbol is a representation of the, some anchoring I made someday. And that makes me feel calm, in peace, secure, and in comfort. So it's like uh, reminder, an image, kind of. mm -hmm. a reminder that takes you exactly to the unconscious. And it's like very helpful uh, in, in cases there is trauma or there is a, well, a, a work with a childhood trauma. So I can also imagine all this kind of work mm -hmm. works through, you, you, go, you work through a lot of questioning you know as well going deeper into person's life and really into the past no exactly yeah absolutely well the, the trauma normally is in the childhood so mm. well it's <laughs> we have to go there to to give light to what happened no absolutely also as i understand the neurological programming is all about getting to the unconscious and doing the reprogramming there right Yes. So how it is different from the hypnosis? Yes. And neuro-linguistic programming is a much more conscious uh, state. So we work in, in a conscious state, in a waking state. Hypnosis is in a major brainwave change. So hypnosis, we work with a deeper layers of unconscious where brain waves are changed. During the day, when we are awake, we are in beta. We are mm. excited. Mm. So we could work in neuro programming with beta mm -hmm. waves and alpha uh, when we are relaxed or when we meditate. This is a start of hypnosis state. We close mm -hmm. our eyes and we start to induce this alpha waves. Uh, then the waves change to theta which is the state before sleep or hypnotic state. So this is a big difference because I, for me, hypnosis is much more profound and makes much more profound changes. You can even reach Delta, which is the state which we surrender uh, to sleep. Mm -hmm. And it depends to suggestibility of the person and other facts, factors uh, related to surrender and the desire for the transformation. So this is a very important point, the desire of the client. And what are the most powerful changes you can make to the client during these hypnosis sessions? 
Well, first of all, uh, it, this is important that uh, you know this, that I don't uh, make any changes. I don't heal or cure anyone. My job is to go hand in hand with people who want to transform a symptom. They make these changes. I only accompany them and the symptoms, to make the symptoms, uh, be conscious of the symptoms mm -hmm. in a physical or emotional way. Mm -hmm. So these changes can be very varied as, for example, they can change their behavior, yeah. a belief, a habit. Uh, and suddenly, for example, they don't feel like being self-destructive or you, they, they start to socialize, to have a relationship with a couple. For example, from the way you start to eat, the, the, the change you make uh, in your style of uh, food, um, also the way they sleep, depending on what is being worked on. But, uh, and it depends on the symptom, on what is the work we have to do, but uh, there are more profound or less profound changes. But there is a change absolutely always. Sometime you also were saying, telling me about the psychodrama. So what is, I also want to know what is the psychodrama and how does it also differ from the, from the typical therapy? And can you describe a typical session of the psychodrama? <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, well, psychodrama is a psychotherapeutic um, technique that consists of making patients represent a visit uh, was a play like to to work with situations related to their pathological conflicts mm -hmm. with the aim of making them aware of them and overcoming them so i work with dolls with papers with cushions or any tool that serves to the therapeutic purpose mm -hmm. depending on the symptom so i use uh, techniques depending in, in what is worked on. So it's a theatr theatrical representation. The unconscious has made many ways um, that we can reach it. It, it has many uh, paths to enter inside. No? And uh, it is kind of hypnosis, but conscious, like playing. And when you see what is in front of you, you can understand what is happening to your life. I will give you an example, so maybe you can understand better. Uh, I had a client uh, that his, in his life, he was not allowed to have a partner, to have a couple. Mm -hmm. He couldn't fall in love. He was always breaking, breaking, breaking. When it was like one month, two months, and he wasn't so uh, in love, but he always break, or the, or the partner break with him. So in the therapy um, we found out that his family gave him a mandate when he was a child he was uh, told that falling in love was dangerous wow. because his grandfather uh, was shot for falling in love his grandfather was shot because he fell in love with a woman of a soldier wow. this soldier was of the contrary band and uh, he, he was shot because of that so imagine all the family had in their unconscious the idea that falling in love was was dangerous so their parents were separate they, they had him and they were separate so imagine no, uh, what's so strong and so hard so uh, we I, I put uh, some puppets and the 
characters started to overcome and it, it was like impossible. They didn't want to get together. They were like uh, looking to the contrary parts. And we, we started working on this and what, what is happening? How do you feel? And the client remembered in that moment, wow, this happened to my grandma, grandfather, wow. And he understood that it was a mandate, an unconscious mandate, of course, mm. but it was a mandate. So he, in, in the months uh, later on, he, he phoned me and he told me that he was in a group uh, meeting people that he was impossible for him. And he was like knowing a, a, a girl and, and he, well, he was so happy about this because in the, by the moment he was not in a relationship, mm -hmm. but he, he noticed the changes about, uh, and he wanted to go like very slowly to feel like secure and, but I mean, uh, you never know, no? And, and it's, we are so unconscious of the things that happen to us. So, and it's like, this directs your life in a so strong way. Totally. And you can't imagine that maybe it's your grandfathers or your uh, more, moreover ancestors that are conditioning your life, no? Totally. So, yeah, there's lots of information in our ancestors tree. That also, this reminds me a lot. We, I had a, maybe one year ago or something, the podcast with the therapist Clara Palau from Mallorca. And she was speaking about the family const uh, constellations. So this is kind of similar, similar ideas. And instead of that, that family constellations were happening with another people, the group of people that uh, you could choose another person to represent your... I don't know, your father, mother, maybe even dead, uh, as you say, your grandparents or even like grand-grandparents and to really digging and finding the root of, of that block. Yes, uh, well, it's uh, actually, it's the same. I mean, uh, well, we, we call it differently, no? Constellations mm -hmm. is in a group of people, as you said, and it's a very powerful work that also goes directly to the unconscious and it's very transformative. I had really had very hard uh, experiences with constellations that had changed many programs in my life. So I really recommend constellations too. But this is a way to work like one by one therapy, like mm -hmm. a kind of um, constellations, but we put the role play characters and uh, the cl client, the customer starts moving them. So the energy is the same. and. Psychodrama also has lots of uh, areas to explore. Like, for mm -hmm. example, you can uh, make, I don't know, like, for example, make some experiences that are can, can be very strong for you. Like, for example, I don't want to expend money. And mm -hmm. maybe in a therapy of uh, psychodrama, we like make a, a therapy that it's, it's like to, you have to pay money to people or give money to a, a person in the street mm -hmm. and you start giving him 50 euros. And, and for that, the person is really hard and really uh, a very challenging thing, no? So it's all kinds of things that can make a change in your unconscious. And it's just an example to serve to, to the therapeutic uh, propose that we have. Okay, and what what you would say? What are kind of like the biggest the biggest individual benefits can bring such a role play? 
Yes, when there's an inner situation that is not made conscious, uh, it appears outside as fate. So that is a, a Carl Jung phrase, no? Mm -hmm. And the unconscious is made conscious by putting it uh, represented in front of the client. Mm. So the client becomes aware of the things that has not been included, that were silenced, that uh, were not conscious. So we give space to these parts that are hidden, to these inner shadows that are uh, following us in, in our mental consciousness. And, mm -hmm. and this in itself, it's transformative. So it's a way of seeing and represent what is happening in your life. Mm. And this is like life changing because you can make a new paradigm and a new change of, of your life just by uh, being conscious. So it's a really cool work. What are some of the biggest problems, obstacles and challenges that you can help people to overcome in general? Yes, well, I am specialized in symptoms, illnesses and pathology. So in my opinion, medicine approaches, uh, as I said before, to the symptom from the point of view that uh, you, we have to cover up the symptom, we have to mm -hmm. fix it. And it doesn't teach us to listen to it, to give it a place and above all a purpose. Mm. So this is what I like the most <clears throat> because uh, it gives a place to, to what is happening, no? to, to hear, to listen the body. Mm. And this is what I also think that the phenomenological work gives us a lot of information. And although I work a lot with trauma and grief or couple or life project, mm. uh, in fact, my work, my work is based on transforming patterns and behaviors that you don't control to give them a new meaning mm. and to change the way of life that leads you to this behavior. Mm. How does your life as a psychotherapy practitioner influence your life? as an artist jewelry? Yes, well, nowadays I don't work much with jewelry mm -hmm. and I work uh, as a, in a consulting room and that is my job now. And I am still training and studying as a gestalt therapist. So I have now put my jewelry on the back burner for the time being, but although I, I am sure that I will find a way to bring it all together in the future and integrate it some, somehow, no? Mm. But uh, it's like uh, some part of my heart is there. But for now, I'm so in love with this new project, this new way of life, of thinking, of uh, believing that, um, well, for the, for the moment, it's prepared, but in the future, I will integrate it for sure. I really hope so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in fact, about uh, psychodrama, uh, mm -hmm. there's many symbols that we can make so you can wear them as a jeweler mm -hmm. as a jewel and you can remind as 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 i told you before about the anchoring you mm -hmm. remember about mm -hmm. the circle this symbol so we can make the symbols to wear so i was thinking about this it's very interesting that you can anchor a symbol and it makes you like remember all the work you have done no? so well oh. uh, so that's, there, that's there, are, the there are many future direction. projects coming up. Yeah. Sure. Well, not now, not now, but <laughs> I have to integrate. When I finish Gestalt, 
I, I think uh, it will be the moment, but it's, it's still, I'm now in second year, so I have to wait a bit yet. <laughs> and um, let's go now uh, for, the, for the end, last part of the, of the podcast for the like, three last questions that I always ask to all of my guests, because these are the questions what people like to know about all of the, <laughs> all of the guests. Uh, what does your morning routine look like? Yes, in the morning uh, when I wake up, I start by giving thanks in a short meditation. In the, in the bed, uh, I just uh, close my eyes and uh, start giving thank you. I just repeat the word thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's a short meditation of gratitude that uh, it's an exercise that my, my teacher uh, and my therapist, it's the same. Uh, she taught me, and I am very grateful for this because my life has changed with this. My my kind of energy for starting mm -hmm. the day has changed. Mm -hmm. And it's I start the day with more light and motivation and much more gratitude. And I see another color of the day. So for me, it's, it's wonderful. And I practice it absolutely every day. Then I go to the gym some days and some so it depends not every every single day but uh, I go to gym and that makes me energy and to strengthen face the day and then I I have breakfast and start my working day <clears throat> and of course when you start with a with a thankful with a gratitude in the morning it's like the, you start appreciating I guess everything what you have in your life and forgetting the old problems no Yes, and I feel con more conscious no, about all the mm. wonderful things I have. Uh, when I didn't do this exercise, I realized that I was always like, oh, I don't have this. I don't have this mm -hmm. in my life. I need this. I have to solve these problems. No? Mm. And in the end, when you give thanks and you are thankful and grateful, it's like you are conscious of all you really have. So it makes a difference on your state of mind, your energy, your how how your day starts is absolutely life-changing mm. it's funny because i also have seen one of the uh one of the influencer speaker that is also uh, promoting a lot the buddhism and the mindfulness and conscious way of living and i also really liked his his idea in the morning that he was saying just with, he always has a note and the pen at, at his bed. And he said, every morning I wake up and I write three things what I'm thankful for. And it's, it's kind of sim in a similar way. Just focus on what are you thankful for. Don't think about what you don't have. Just what you're thankful for. Exactly. Yeah. And I also believe that you are thankful for the things that will come that you will not not having now. Mm. So it's kind of way of, of giving thank you for what will come. Yes. And I love that idea. You know, it's yeah. like, thank you, because the future will be perfect mm. for me. So exactly. I, it really makes me feel like faith and, and love around me. Exactly. <laughs> and tell me, is there any book that helped you improve over the years? Yes, absolutely. Uh, this book is uh, a life-changing book for me. Mm -hmm. And it's from Don Richardson and Russ Hudson called The Wisdom of the Enneagram. Well, I have it in Spanish. Mm -hmm. But this book, I, I don't know the translation. I think it will be the same. But this book has helped me to understand myself, my wound, my strengths, my weaknesses, mm -hmm. uh, as well as the other nine enneatypes. So I realized that the Enneagram is a powerful tool for self-knowledge and to, mm -hmm. as a, and as a therapist, it's so important to know the psychological 
types and and to make your spiritual development is really a cool cool book it's very big huh? but mm. it's life-changing i will ask you to send me to send me the link so i can share also under the, in the description on the youtube so in case people okay. want to read they can also they can also get it great okay and what are you currently most passionate about well, yes, absolutely. Uh, as I explained before, I am doing gestalt therapy nowadays, mm -hmm. and I am in love with this perspective. It's a transformative journey. It's a hard journey mm -hmm. <laughs> because gestalt is teaching me and helping to accompany others, but based in the presence, in the awareness, in listening and feeling the, the energy also like mm -hmm. listening and just like how I feel your body mm -hmm. to listen in another ways, like body with body, you know, and here and the, the here and now the present and the understanding that what emerges in the present, it's like a phenomenological field mm -hmm. that we can be very powerful when we like uh, tune into that frequency and understand very much what is feeling the other person. So I can be very receptive. One thing as a therapist is like, you need to change this. And this is not like the way, no? Yeah. I think that you need that. But do I feel what you are feeling now? Mm. That you are feeling so, so alone mm. or so sad? Mm. So I start to like uh, perceive and uh, tune into your energy in the patient's energy and the client's energy and, and understand that this suffering is so hard for that person so i can be like more empathic mm. and uh much more responsible as a therapist i think this is really really import important and the gestalt is also a process of uh, auto discovering and it's so mind-blowing in mm. in many many ways so i i mostly cry many times i've leave my class because uh, it's like a destruction of the ego and okay, well it's a bit kind of uh, hard but as a therapist is changing my my understanding of how to be with a customer how to uh, communicate how to perceive the field that is between mm. us and this relationship and in the future, my idea is to integrate all the disciplines uh, in which I'm training to be able to apply them to the therapy and help heal from the different therapeutic tools. So I think we need to return to a simple perception, to the immediate experience and believe in a sense of wholeness, mm. all the bodies we have, no? mm. the mind, the spirit, the body. So all this uh, bodies have to get integrated and make and make a wholeness of this, no? And I think the meeting of the two personalities is like a contact of two uh, chemical substance, substance. That there is a reaction that both of them are uh, being transformed and being uh, changed, no? Yeah. So when I help you, I am being helped too. So. That's what I love and feel so passionate about this. <laughs> exactly. It's like never never ending learning journey. For, yeah, absolutely. For both sides, as you say. Yeah. And if your client feels better, you also feel better. Absolutely. And I learned so much and mm. also touches me emotionally. And mm. it's like 
uh, well, you create a relationship where you learn, where you feel like, uh, but also with a thing that you have to be uh, helping without being um, too much uh, affected. No? Exactly, exactly. You have to have a boundary so, at some point, yes. Yeah, so it's kind of an equilibrium and well, I'm, I'm learning on it yet and I'm so happy and so in love with, with this new discipline too and trying to integrate everything so well. It's very interesting that you say because I actually feel totally the same way after the session with my client. I am the happiest person in my life. You yes, know, absolutely. Even, even though no matter how long or hard the, the session was, in the end of the session, I'm smiling with a big smile on my face. My, my heart is singing and I feel like I'm so just happy and elevated just for that, that I had the chance to somehow help and dig deeper. And because in the end, that also works, like, as you say, other way around. It's another therapy for me. Absolutely. <laughs> for my yeah, own growth. I feel so, so much energy and mm. so happy and mm. so like, oh, life is wonderful. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a big present no, for us too. So uh, I think it's a present to now can make my professional direction in this way. Exactly. So I'm really, really grateful too. And so tell to the people, the ones who wants to get your help or your advice, how can they find you? Where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me in my website, uh, elorigendelsintoma.com. And well, you have also my uh, social media, Instagram or Facebook in the same name, El, El Origen del Sintoma. And or in my WhatsApp phone that uh, well you can give to mm -hmm. also maybe in the <laughs> I can put it in, in the description. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And well, I make a, a sessions uh, that can make you uh, be conscious of what is happening to you, no? And normally, when there's a symptom that is coming to you, it's because there's a message uh, after that, no? So it's a life-changing process to discover yourself and to listen to yourself, to give you that opportunity to feel and to start listening to your real body, your real unconscious. Wonderful. Isabel, looks like we came to the end. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I cannot believe we made it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in the end we made it in the end we made it with many distractions in between but we made it absolutely <laughs> but now i'm so happy we did it so exactly you will yeah. see the whole day today you will have the same effect as you after having the the session with your client you will smile <laughs> yeah, at exactly least, at least every time after the podcast i have this effect with a smile on my face <laughs> yeah Dying. we accomplished it yeah <laughs> Uh, Isabel, thank you so much for, for, for agreeing to be here, for giving so much information. And actually now I'm thinking I would like to speak for another hour more to just like to dig it even deeper to all of these things. And uh, this, is, this is really mind blowing and this is very interesting therapy you're doing. And I wish you all of the best and continuing with your studies, continuing with the development of your, of your career. And 
Wow, I really hope we can we can have a talk another time and you can share more of the things you are learning about. Yes, of course, you know, it's a pleasure always to speak with you when we start chatting, there's no time, <laughs> the, the watch is stopping. So for me, whenever you wish, I am here. Absolutely, Joa. And uh, thank you very much for this nice chat. It, it is a real pleasure. And to share with you this personal development. And I also am very inspired about you and your podcast and all your work and the conscious living consciousness that you are giving also to, to people. So it's a very nice conversation and I loved it. Thank you very much, Joa. Uh, more, more people like us, we have to speak more about this thing so that you'll probably see the changes coming more <laughs> faster in this in this planet and around us and everywhere absolutely <laughs> yeah. this is very important as as yeah. we, we need people to be aware of themselves we need people to to bit wake up and to realize actually where they are what are they doing what is going on with their lives absolutely to give consciousness in the end but i think every day more and more it's it's more known all this world mm. no? in different areas but i think it's kind of uh, growing fastly and no? especially with all of this uh, let's say this whole covid situation that people also had time to stay at home be quiet they they, they became interested in many different ways of being <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some friends of mine that never wanted to think about a like, spiritual path. Mm -hmm. And now they say, oh, do you recommend me some books? And how about the Enneagram that you always speak about? And, mm -hmm. you know, all, all these things that are like, wow, now you're... <laughs> but <laughs> of course, when you are in a traumatic condition or situation, of course, you, you need mm. to give a solution to all these problems, no? And to understand a bit. So I think humanity the world will will make a change in the in the future because the trauma is the first step of healing exactly absolutely yeah i love that that phrase yeah <laughs> um, absolutely true yeah and with this uh, with this thought we're going to finish this episode thank you so much for everyone who was watching this episode I'm sure you learned so much with Isabel and if you have any other questions or you want to solve any kinds of, of the problems please contact her I will leave all of the contacts behind be below in the in the description and thank you for watching us and see you next time bye bye thank you <laughs>